Okay. Good morning, everybody. Again. Again. Um, I'm going to start off with the scripture. Um, Psalms chapter 42, verses 1 through 3. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is my God? Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you and we praise you for this day, Lord, and we thank you for the word. God, I pray to God that you would just fill me with your words, Father Lord, because I know my words are frail. Father, so I just call upon you, Lord, to help me speak to me today, Lord, and uh, let your will be done in the service. When I read this, as the deer pants for the water, I've never really, probably have, but I've never really heard anybody talk about what makes a deer pant for the water. So I asked myself, I was like, I've seen a deer one time that was being chased by a pack of wild dogs. And he was a good piece in front of him, but his poor tongue was hanging out. And he was he was just trying to get away. He didn't have time to stop and drink. He was scared. He was running for his life. That's kind of like us sometimes. We get scared and we run for our lives and we get dry and thirsty and we need a refreshing water. We need a drink to survive. You see, a deer can only go 24 hours without water. That's not that long. 24 hours without water is all he can get go. And especially, I think, if he's probably, if he's running for his life, it's probably even less than that, Jason. Maybe it's a drought in the area. Sometimes we get a drought around here and our watering holes dry up. Maybe he's having to go to, in search of water to find some refreshing, to find some water to fill his body, to keep him alive. That's what we do sometimes. Sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we get in a spiritual drought. We get so thirsty, so dehydrated that we don't know really what's going on in our lives because we don't feel the presence of God. And we have to go searching. I'm not saying we're searching a different church. I'm not saying we search with a different pastor. I'm not saying we search with a different elder. I say that we search within. We have to search within ourselves to find out what the Lord is speaking to us. Sometimes the Lord will speak a word over you through somebody, and that's awesome. It's happened to me. I love it when that happens. But sometimes it's just going to be your one-on-one time with Jesus in your life, just expressing and crying out to him, Father, I'm thirsty. I need some rehydration in my life. My spirit is weak. I'm low in you right now, Father God. I'm just, uh, I'm existing in my life as a Christian, and I'm not going anywhere. You see, we always need to be going somewhere with Christ because he has callings on our lives that we need to be progressively pursuing to do what he wants us to do and what we're called for. And if we let ourselves get spiritually dry and spiritually thirsty, it's going to slow us way down and hinder what he has for us to do. We can only go on the average three days without water. It's going to depend on 
on your on your body size and uh, maybe the circumstances, but that's the general rule. It's three days without water is what I was what I researched, and um, I was just thinking, how long can we stay dry? How long can we stay stay dry where we're at and not even realize that that we're dry? What's going to happen in your life to make you realize that you need to drink from the well? Where are we going to go? Because Jesus is that living water in my soul. is my favorite song. He's everything that I thirst for and so much more. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the trumpet. He's my high tower. I love that song because that's who Jesus is to me. He is everything. He is my source of water. The source of living water that saved my soul. The living water is, is in actuality, is the Holy Spirit in our lives that He has filled us with and that He continually will pour into us if we are only thirsty or if we will only desire to take that drink. Sometimes we think we can get by with maybe just sipping a little bit here and there to sustain us in our walk with Christ. But it really doesn't it uh, benefit us much because because we get dehydrated again if we only sip in here and there to uh, to quench our thirst. We need to have an in um, in search in quenchable thirst for water. Is that the correct word? Maybe I don't know, but the Lord knows what I mean. You know what I mean. We need to have an inquenchable thirst that we just can't get enough in our life. Because Jesus has given so much to us, how could we just desire to sip on his living water, his Holy Spirit in our life, and just let the rest of it flow on down the stream away from us and somebody else pick it up and and drink it? We need to get in the flow of the living spirit, and we need to flow in it. We need to drink it. We need to consume it. We need to let it consume us in our lives to get where we know we're going to be. See, the world is tough right now. Times are rough. And we need all the help that we can get. And the living water flowing through us and in us is just what we got to stay to stay on top of the water. If not, we will find ourselves sneaking under the water. Not in a good way, but in a bad way. And then we maybe get rushed, uh, washed down the stream because of a little bit of current in our lives. The current comes along. Current can be a good thing. Current keeps the water from getting stagnant. But current, current can also wash away somebody that's dead in their spirit. It can wash you away from Christ. It can wash you away from your fellowship with him. It can, it can take you away from his presence in your life and leave you dry and searching and wondering why, 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 why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. They try alcohol, drugs, sex, money things, money and things, but are never satisfied because they haven't found the, the true source of the spiritual thirst. That's what's wrong with the world today. The, the people that aren't, haven't never given their life to Christ, to, uh, to Christ they, uh, they're searching for everything but to what they need. They're searching for the, the living water in Christ. They're searching, searching for a relationship with God, but they don't know that because all they can see was what's on the surface and what the world has to offer. It's so much easier for them to think to obtain this and get the thrill that they need in life and this to get what they need to drink for water. But this water is actually killing them. And they don't even know it. It's polluted with sin. Sin in our water is not a good thing for us. Sin in our water would just separate us from God or for Christians. Sin will take them straight to hell if they don't ever find the source of the true living water. We have to drink of Christ Jesus in our lives. We have to know who he is and what we want. 
I'm going to read these scriptures from the woman at the well. John 4, 4 through 15. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sinchar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being worried from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. The woman of Samaria came to draw the water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you go to get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us water at the well, and drank for it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered her and said, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst again. Hallelujah. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain, springing up into everlasting life. And a woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst again, nor come here to draw again. I know we've, every preacher I've ever heard has preached on this, and uh, um, I've probably preached on it before, I just don't remember. But this woman came thirsty. This woman was in sin. She had a spiritual need and a physical need. So with Christ being there, she had a choice to just drink of her physical need and draw water for Jesus, whom she did not know was the Christ, and walk away and leave it as that and forget all about the spiritual need in her life because she wasn't really aware of it. Then she said, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? We can draw from the well. Jesus, Lord, Father, I need you. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup till it runs over, Father Jesus. I want to stay hydrated in you all my life, Father. That's the spiritual water. That's the living water. That's the spirit flowing from Christ to us. And then Jesus said again in verse 13, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Isn't that true? We can drink, be drinking water and be out working. And then uh, uh, after a little while, we might, we'll get hot and we'll get thirsty again. And so we go and get another cup of water. We go back to work. We go out and play. We go out and play some basketball, some tennis, some football. Every little bit, we're going to stop and go get some water. And that's, it just keeps us going. So we're able to continue with the activities that we enjoy in our lives. But Jesus said, whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. 
Do you want to be a fountain of water? Do you want to be so much flowing up out of you that it spills over and other people drink from it? Not because it came from you, but because it came from him and your field. We all need to be walking around field. We all need to kind of slush when we walk because we've got so much water in us that it spills over. That's how much living water we need in us. That's how much of the Holy Spirit we have to have in our life to continue. Because every day on this earth is getting more and more difficult. Times are worse. Everything is going on in the world. All the, the wars and the rumors of wars and, and all the depravity that we see every day on the TV. And uh, uh, we see uh, um, a president appointing a transgender woman to a high political office. Things Things are rough in this world. Things are sad. Things are right now that everybody i know that are christians love him are crying out lord jesus come we're getting tired of it as christians it's it's just it can get to us but but we got to remember that we have to continue the work that he has appointed us to which is getting souls saved before he comes back we want to get as many saved as we can because we don't want to see them go to a place that's called hell where they'll never ever get a drink of water again in their life it's like the man wanted uh, Lazarus to, to dip his finger in water and come back and touch his tongue so he could just have a taste of water. And it's not possible. You'll never drink again. You'll, never have, you'll have a spiritual thirst like you've never had before, but there will never be a time that you can refresh it. It's eternal. But if we drink of the living water, it should never run dry. See, we'll, we have it here on earth to help us. And then we'll go to heaven and we'll have everything that we need up there to sustain us. Christ Jesus himself will supply everything we need up there just like he does here. And things will be kind. Things will be beautiful. Things will be lovely. Things will be love. Christ himself will be the light of the city. And we will never thirst. There's a river runs through the city that we can refresh ourselves in. Heaven's going to be a beautiful place. But down here we have to, we have to continually seek. The water. John seven thirty seven through 39. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. I wonder what the, uh, what the people thought when he said that. You think they thought maybe he was talking about Jesus has had some water with him. He was going to pass out water, be the water boy. No, that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about eternal life. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Wow, rivers of water. Rivers of water. Not just a little little fountain like we got back there that barely trickles out. Out of you will flow rivers of living water. That's an awesome thing. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. What about spiritual thirst? This is a note here that I got out of a study that was just too simply too good to not to use. What about spiritual thirst? Sometimes it seems like we end up in a wilderness of soul, spiritually dehydrated, God seems far away. There is no taste of God, no sense of his presence. Faith 
seems weak, no desire to read our Bible, no heart for prayer anymore. The things of God seem abstract and foreign. Your soul feels dry and withered. Faith and love for Jesus and desire to praise, love for the church just seems to have evaporated in the dry heat of life's harsh realities. How fast are you evaporating? How fast is the living water being used up in you? How long can you go before you need that refreshing? Some people get to a point in their lives where they really don't have any desire anymore to get a drink from the well. Because they get so down and the enemy just comes into them and keeps them down. Because they don't have enough strength in the water in their cells because of lack of water. They need the word of God. They need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in their life. They need someone then to come in and help them. That's why we help our brothers in Christ when we see they are down, we see that they are hurting. We have to be there to minister to them in word, in truth, and in spirit. We need each other so much. We have to have each other to make it. Jason, if I see you're down and and out and crawling, Jesus has got the water for you. And I see you down. I'm going to bring you a cup of fleshly water, and I'm going to also come and bring you spiritual water. I'm going to give you water to drink, and I'm going to pray my heart out for you. I'm going to ask Jesus to re, to restore your health in him, restore your health in your body, and fill you up and let you overflow, because I know that's what Jason desires in his heart. He wants to be a flowing vessel for Christ every day of his life, everywhere he goes, whether he's at home sitting behind his computer or whether he's at work, or whether he's at Walmart, no matter where he's at in his life, Jason wants to be a a fountain that overflows. You see, for the fountain that overflows, I'm just thinking, sometimes I've walked and I've noticed myself splashing in water and always try to see where the water's coming from. Jason, somebody steps in the water that's overflowing out of you and they stop and they ask you, Jason, what is this about you? What is this water flowing out of you? You say, it's Jesus. And you have an opportunity to share. And you have an opportunity to love. And you have an opportunity to bring him to Christ, brother. Hallelujah. That's who Jesus is. Another interesting thing about spiritual thirst is that it needs to come when conditions are adverse. Trouble, trial, pressures, stress, tension, spiritual dryness, and they all creep in. Dryness of soul can evade slowly and imperceptibly. All of a sudden you realize I am so thirsty inside. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Jesus makes a promise here that he, he will keep. He will supply our needs. He will supply our hungerness for him. He will fill us up with his presence and with his water. You know, thirst is just basically filling a need or or wanting something to drink because we because we get dry. It's just a natural occurrence in our life. And we're born in sin. You would think maybe that the natural thing in life for us would be when we're born and start getting old enough is desire Jesus in our lives, but we don't know yet because we're born in sin. But then it takes somebody to plant a seed. Somebody that maybe take you to church and you hear about this living water. Somebody to 
Step in the water, it overflows from Jason. We have to be seeds to float in the water to help people get into Christ. We need to flow in that living water because the world is not going to last much longer. One of my favorite old songs is Fill My Cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting in my soul. I love that song. Bread and water, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up. Let it overflow. Praise Jesus. Spirit, let me see, did I just read this? Spiritually, if we don't get the amount of living water our spirit needs, we will get spiritual symptoms of depravation. If we are not spending time being filled and transformed by the Holy Spirit, you will notice yourself starting to lose maybe your temper, uh, waves of worry, and, and uh, growth of guilt. You may become selfish and have fear. These are the signs of a dehydrated spirit. Other symptoms may include anxiety, anger, loneliness, jealousy, and pride. You can see where you can get at in your life, in your spirit, if you don't stay on top of the game, if you don't stay serving Christ, if you don't stay loving him, praying, reading your Bible, hearing his word, coming to church and worshiping him, and hearing the word of God in your life. These things will keep these things that are read from entering in. See, there's got to be a barrier there in our spirit. And our spirit is, is the love of God and the word of God and fellowship with one another to uh, help us fight off the woes of the devil, the enemy, because he wants to attack. Um, so we need that. Our spirit is our force field, just like in Star Trek. They have you know, the force field. Captain, put the shields up, you know, whatever. You know, Dave, what I'm talking about. Put the force field up so when an enemy fires, fires a, a, a torpedo, it just bounces off. It doesn't explode. See, I, you get me into sci-fi here now, so uh, I love this stuff. I know, I know Dave's a sci-fi guy. But see, that's what we, uh, that's what we gotta have. Let the Holy Spirit do what he's meant to do. It's, uh, just be a blockade for us in our lives. And, um, I just, uh, um, I just love him. Thank you. You can come on up, Tracy. I just want to go back to the deer again. They're a beautiful creature God made. And I enjoy watching them, enjoy seeing them. Lack of water, they struggle. Full of water, they thrive. It's the same way with us. Lack of spiritual water in our life, lack of the Holy Spirit flowing us, we're going to struggle. But when we stay filled, we're going to thrive. Where would you rather be in your life? Do you want to thrive? Dave, you want to thrive in the Lord, thrive in the Holy Spirit? What do you want to be? See, we... This is not a message about choice, but this is a choice that you have to make in your life. You can make things hard. You can make things a whole lot easier. You can forbid to drink. Or you can say, Lord, give me all I can handle. And so goes wherever you're at between thirsty 
and satisfied. What do you want to be in your life? Do you want the Lord to fill your cup? Fill it up and you want him to make you whole. So you can be made whole today if you're down in a place where you don't want to be. You can come up to the altar. I can pray for you. You can pray by yourself. Jesus wants to fill your cup day. He's poured in the living water into, into me today coming in here. And he said, go in and flow out, Kevin. The people need to hear this word. Go in and flow out and speak what I tell you to speak. I'm flowed out today. I've given you what I've had. He said, stop when you get at the end. Don't try to add anything to my word because my word will, will work on its own for itself. But he told me to ask you if you want your cup to be overflowing. You Maybe you're living on a half cup right now. And some, most people, Christians, are satisfied with that. Don't get satisfied with a half a cup. Desire the full cup. If you're really, really thirsty, you don't want that much cup in a, in, a, in a jug or a glass to drink up to quench your thirst. You want the whole thing. And then you might drink that cup and say, Lord, fill it up again because I'm still thirsty. I still need you in my life. I'm not where I want to be. There's things that I want to accomplish. And I know it's going to take more water than this one cup. It's going to take several cups. And Father God, just keep the tap on because I'm going to keep keep dipping this cup under this, under this stream of water. And I'm going to keep drinking the rest of my life until you come and take me home. That's what I'm going to do. That's my desire, Father Lord, is to flow in you. Let the Holy Spirit out. It's going to drink you in, Father Lord Jesus. And I'm going to pour you out to whoever I come across. When I come across somebody in need, Father Lord, I'm going to help them. Lord, when I come across a Christian, somebody's not saved, Lord, I'm going to try to get them saved, Father. No matter what I come across in my life, it's going to be for you, Father Lord. You point out the person. You point out the situation. You point out what you want me to do in my life. Father, that's what I'm going to do because my cup is full and overflowing and I'm continually drinking from the fountain that never runs dry. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop there. If anybody wants to come up and I could, I could keep on going, but I got to, I got to, I got to stop. Uh, Tracy, I love you with all my heart. Uh, so, uh, uh, we're going to worship. If you want to come up and you want prayer, if you want to come up and get, go to the altar, I'll come up and, uh, and I'll pray for you or you can come up and, uh, intercede with God on you by yourself. But God wants to fill your cup today. God wants you to overflow so that you can affect everybody else in your life with what he has. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have your way. Kevin, as you were preaching, the Spirit kept showing me that, one, yes, he wants to fill us up to overflow. But you were talking about splashing the puddles. And there are two reactions when you step into a puddle. If it's if water's on the on the road or on the side of the sidewalk or in the grass, wherever you might be stepping, there's two reactions. You can act shocked and upset because, you know, your shoes got wet or you splashed water all up your pants or whatever is going on with that. That can be one reaction, but the other reaction is like child. And the Lord says in his word to come to him like a little child 
and children, when they splash in puddles, they can't get enough. They're filled with joy. And that's the impact that the Lord wants us to have as other people splashing what's overflowing from us is to bring that joy into their lives. you to never get thirsty don't let yourself get that dry every time you go to the kitchen faucet and you open it up to get a drink of water remember what the Lord said to you today remember to ask him to also give you a spiritual drink every time you drink water every time you use bottled water every time you take that cap off that water say Lord fill my spirit also so let's just remember that. Let's don't let ourselves get to a place where we're so dry anymore in our lives. Let's stay hydrated. Let's just say, Lord, turn the spigot on and don't turn it off because I will continually fill my cup. I'm going to dismiss now. Father, we love you, God. We thank you for your word today, God. And I thank you, Father, for using me today, Father, Lord. You're an awesome God, Lord, because I'm nothing without you, Father. God, and I pray for this congregation, Father God, and and hopefully somebody that listens on on the radio, Father Lord, and uh, that this will touch their lives, Father Lord Jesus, Lord. That's why you that's why your word goes out, Father Lord, to make a difference in lives, Father God. So I just want to just thank you, God, for what you what you said today, Lord, and uh, I just pray for these people, Lord, that every one of them would have a desire to drink from you continually, Father Lord. And just uh, uh, bless everybody, Lord, as they go home, Lord, watch over God and the ones that are going to the service in Evansville, Father Lord. Let the same spirit, the same anointing, Father Lord, just be transferred, Lord, to uh, um, Wellspring in Evansville, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Amen.